Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Today in history, in 1567, Lord Darnley, the second husband of Mary, Queen of Scots, is murdered in his sickbed in a house in Edinburgh when the house blows up. Welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well, what the fuck history... In a hole in the ground, there lived a zatchery. Not a nasty, dirty, wet hole. It was a Bostonian basement, and that means comfort. Hi, I'm Megan, and tonight I will be your jury and judge as I tell you how, um, it doesn't matter if you die, I still will be judging you. And I'm Matt. Today I learned that B. Arthur, of Golden Girls fame, served in the Marine Corps during World War II as a truck driver and dispatcher. Hell yeah! No, here's a here's a secret. I never watched. I never. Show. Hey, you want to know something crazy? Neither did. Neither I. did I. Oh, okay. So we're we're all we're on the, all same, on the page. same page. Great. Something something about like a a whole smattering of old ladies talking about old lady things didn't really do it for me. Yeah. Uh, have you seen that meme? Um, that people. Well, it's like a comparison meme where it's like you have the Golden Girls and they were all in like their mid to late fifties, and then all the women in Sex in the City and their like new yep. movie are also it's, in their late yeah, 50s. yeah. They're just they're just remaking Golden Girls, but less wonderful because. But sexy. Well, I was gonna say because Betty White, rest in power, is no longer. I mean, with that's us. true. That's true. But. I don't know how I feel. Like, on one hand, I feel like Golden Girls was very wholesome. But on the other hand, I don't like the fact that they are considered, like, women are considered extremely old at 56. Like, what? (sighs) Here's my thing. On the on the one hand, I'm entirely ambivalent about the Golden Girls. And on this, the other hand, I, I... Threw into a fucking groove from yeah. whatever the fuck that <laughs> movie we is. Take the moon. <laughs> I'm not sure where you're going. I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, both uh, both was gonna be that I was ambivalent about the gold. Uh, Girls, so one, you're ambivalent. The fact that I the two, you're also ambivalent. Yeah. On on the one hand, I'm ambivalent. On the second hand, I'm also ambivalent. So, but okay. I I had a whole fucking moment where I had to. <laughs> I had to try to justify the fact that I said girls instead of girls. Ah, I, I get you. But either way, you <laughs> have really just good. a fistful of ambivalence. Understood. Got it. Got it's it. Got it. It's not the only it. thing I've got a fistful of. I don't want to know. You should tell me <laughs> hey, about your story. Baby. Is it a fistful of history facts? I yeah. thought it was a fistful All of right, dollars. All right, guys. Uh, strikes have been set to zero, though Zach still carries... The shame of his crushing banishment last week. Oh, dude. Assuming that we didn't do the time warp again. Yeah, assuming we didn't do the time warp. Um, (laughs) A game of rock, paper, scissors has been played. And the order for tonight is me, followed by Megan, followed by Zach. Yay. Bringing up the rear. (laughs) Rear. So why don't I just fucking jump into it? Yeah, right? please fucking take this bull by the horns. Get into it. Taking a bull by the horns. Um, I'm going to tell you guys my story now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my story involves a gentleman by the name of Frederick II, Frederick. Uh, who you might know better as the Holy Roman Emperor. Ah, uh, uh, yes, I did. Now that you say it that way, I do know yes. him now. Yeah, and uh, his predilection for fucked up experiments. Ooh, he's a man uh, of, I see your, I, I'm something of a scientist myself. A man of culture. So, Freddie was born in 1194. Okay, I, I, I appreciate what you're yeah. saying. Um, however, you can't uh-huh. call him Freddie because now I'm just picturing 
Freddie Mercury in a picture. No, it's fine for you to picture him as this. <laughs> oh, I was picturing it's Scooby-Doo. Okay, <laughs> okay. Like, okay. Scooby- <laughs> There's a lot the happening. Ascot. Yeah, it's All right, a lot. Uh, I'm the Holy Roman Emperor. <laughs> yeah. The Holy <laughs> Roman Emperor fucking Fred from Scooby-Doo. Yeah, he wears an ascot as well as, like, the crown. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, Why does no one take me seriously in Rome? Also perfectly okay to picture him in a crown as Freddie Mercury because Freddie Mercury did that Well, thing. yeah. Um. So anyways, uh, Freddie's born in 1194 and uh, became the king of Sicily in 1198, so at the ripe young age of four years old. Oh, wow. Oh, good for him. He became the king of Germany in 1212. That's a year. He became the king of Italy and the Holy Roman empire in uh 1220 okay and he became the king of jerusalem, jerusalem. in 1225 okay mm-hmm. so he's kings of a lot um, of things so, got it yeah he basically loved being a king so much he decided to start a collection well i mean yeah as mel brooks would put it it's good to be the king uh, yeah <laughs> who's mel brooks the guy and I'm fully joking with you. Oh my God. <laughs> I was, dude, I was waiting for Zach to like have an aneurysm. I think I Zach like, already I... had an aneurysm. Guys, this has been a really great episode. I need to go to the hospital. My right arm is numb. <laughs> <laughs> He's also smelling toast. Burnt toast. 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 That could be the beer that's fermenting, okay. though. <laughs> hey, hey, Jerry. Zach. What is it that we can smell in the water from a mile away? Blood. Not toast? No. No. I think I'm having a stroke. (laughs) That was a conversation between two sharks. Anyways. um, (laughs) Thanks for letting me know. So he decides to start a collection of kingships. And in the meantime, whilst collecting his collection, decides to become something of a scientist himself. And in yeah. the 13th century, old Freddy decided he'd like to discover the origin of language. Oh. I forgot the S in the word decides, but you get the picture. <laughs> so as I mentioned, he's the king of a lot of places, and Frederick II himself could speak six of them. Oh. And he considers himself the Holy Roman Emperor, so he wants to find out which language is the right one and i have right in quotation yeah. marks and those of you at home if you couldn't hear the quotation marks then get better i use. already am starting to get nervous <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but the right language the one that is ordained by god yep there it is there it is there's the thing that scares me <laughs> that's always the thing that scares me as well in other words he's trying to figure out it's been referred to as Adamic language, uh, but it's the language... Uh, his thinking is that Adam and Eve had to have had language to communicate with each other in the Garden of Eden. You and he know. wants to know what that language is. I know what language it was. I assume. Yeah, dude. He knows the language, language of love and sin. I was going to say of... of- Eating and fucking, because, I mean... <laughs> I was going to be honest and say that it was the language of parcel tongue, which was brought to us by uh, J.K. Our, Rowling, despite her transgressions savior. against the transgender community. I was going to say Satan, but... There's, right. there's really only one way that Adam and Eve could talk to that snake. I, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, Go on. Anyways... So his thought process was this. If he took five babies and literally taught them nothing of how to speak, they would eventually develop language on their own. And so his experiment worked like this. He took five babies. He put them in the care of five separate foster mothers. And then he told the foster mothers not to fucking talk to the babies or cuddle them or do any sort of interaction with them at all. Uh, 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 oh, okay. okay. So how do you feed them? No, like you feed them. You only do the necessary things it? to keep them alive. But, but you do you do the feed and that's it. So the basic oh, premise right. would be that nobody in the care of these babies would speak to them or show them how to speak 
and the hope would be that natural the natural language of man would emerge just naturally out of you know a, ne- a necessity to speak i already see several issues with this but continue i also I... see several issues with this <laughs> one of them being Jack child abuse like, i'm concerned yeah well, that's definitely it's... a problem what year is this 1212 it's uh well he became i i would imagine that it has to be after 1225 Okay, well, listen, OSHA wasn't even invented yet, okay? Yeah, we didn't have child labor laws, and we certainly didn't have, you know, like, anything preventing kings of... Yeah, we certainly didn't have anything preventing the Holy Roman Emperor from fucking declaring these children his testament. Yeah, Yeah, dude, babies were just adults with weak necks. (laughs) (laughs) Just just noodle-necked adults, got it. Yeah, noodle-necked adults. <laughs> I had to mute my mic uh, because I spit water <laughs> all over the place just now. I just, I I don't, I don't get right now because even just speaking for Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you have your physiological needs. You got your food, your water, your warmth. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Uh-huh. You got your base. Uh-huh. Love it. Uh-huh. Safety needs, security uh, and in safety. Well, it's not like he put them in the care of foster mothers who would then live in the no, streets. No, 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 This is what I'm saying. Like, so you have your first two on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like, all right, you got the two mm-hmm. basics, which means that you can function as, like, the basest of human being. But, you know, right above safety and safety needs is belongingness and love needs which is like yeah fuck it we're just gonna take out that middle slice of the pyramid they can still do anything right like yeah no we're getting rid of we're that. getting rid of that Get fuck of that <laughs> who needs to be able to communicate and feel like they belong in society get rid yeah. of it yeah so these foster moms i feel like we're using the term mom very usely oh yeah no as the loosest hot dog down a hallway <laughs> Stop. The the foster moms who took care of the babies did not interact with them in any meaningful ways. So the kids were not touched, held, or comforted in any way. The only time that they received physical touch or any type of holding was when they were wee babies and were wee breastfed. Babies. Yeah, because they didn't really have formula back then, did they? Well, they didn't have formula at the grocery store. So <laughs> you no. couldn't pop down yeah. to the local CVS and be like... Mm. Yes, I'd ex- I need formula for the baby that I'm psychologically harming. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a concept until the 1300s, at least. No, no. Psych- I'm lying. The, no, the psychological harm was a concept. The CVS wasn't. Yeah, CVS didn't ye, come around ye until 1300s. CVS. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, they were fed and they were cleaned, and that's about it. So the only interaction that they had with other people Mm -hmm. was like the person who would come in once daily to feed or like maybe thrice daily to feed, but like they would come in at sporadic times to feed and clean that. Uh, but it was clinical. They weren't speaking. Uh, they touched only for the purposes of cleaning. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. So, now this is definitely fucked up. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna glaze over that with what I'm about to say next. But um, oh yeah, okay. The the more I, I get older, um, yeah, and the more I just the older become crumudgeony. Oh hell yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah, go the on. more this is starting to sound like absolute bliss. <laughs> Okay, but like it's absolute bliss, not when you're a sweet yeah. summer child, but a salty winter. Yeah, adult. I am. I am yeah, becoming yeah, yeah. the salty winter man, the salty winter adult. Where I'm like, you're gonna tell me you're gonna feed me and bathe me, dude. We're the deep. We're the deep winter adults. The deep winter adults. Yeah, we, you're, you're gonna tell me you're gonna give me three hot meals, a bed to sleep in, bathe me, and then piss off. Where the fuck do I yeah, sign up? No, like sign me up for sure. <laughs> Um, I do want to take a quick uh, break oh? to ask you guys how long you believe that this experiment lasted. Oh, it's going to be st- stupid dumb, like 10 years. Seven and a half years. I have great news for you. Yeah? Okay. 
Uh, it lasted three years. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I mean, that's still shitty, I but mean, it's. It's and it lasted three time. years because all of the test subjects died. Oh, oh well, now that you, yeah, you ruined it. There so it I mean, they suffered, but only for three Matt, years. Matt, this was the most drawn out and convoluted dead baby joke I have ever fucking heard in my life. Hey, man, they're not babies anymore. They're dead toddlers now. Oh. Hey. They all I died. Guess- Yep, no okay. shit. They all, all five, all five of the children died, and the results fine. of this experiment were uh, were kept by a monk who was close to uh, good old Freddy the mm-hmm. Second. Um, and he wrote this in his little his little journal. He said uh, he said this of Frederick the Second. He said he labored in vain, for the children could not live without clappings of the hands and gestures, and gladness of countenance, and blandishments. So basically, he said, yeah, these kids died because they didn't get any fucking anything. The extent of this experiment is an exaggeration of what I'm about to say, but, like, if you think about Uh the fact of later on and later in life, when we are much saltier and much older winter folk, that you, you have a spouse that dies. It's very common that spouses will follow. Oh yeah, they go. Together. They go together right. because it's it's a very much that that close knit relationship. When you don't have anything around to hold you to this mortal coil, why the fuck are you yeah. hanging about? You just shed it. Yeah. Well, that's like I mean, okay. So in my day job, when I'm not podcasting with my friends, I manage volunteers, and most of my volunteers, God love them are elderly. Yeah. And you get to a point where you recognize the ones that are, like, the only thing that they have is volunteering. Yeah. And there was a gentleman that um, used to volunteer with us. He was the sweetest guy. Just absolute sweetheart. But we knew for a fact that if... Like, anything ever impeded with his ability to get out of the house, he would just be... Like, yeah, he wouldn't, wouldn't make it. Yeah, he wouldn't that would it. be it. Like, some people, and I, I think this is starting to become more and more true now, like, just the grind. Like, you're just so used to being up and doing things, and that, like, to slow down is just, you know, the last nail in a coffin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I work I work at a, a library and so a lot of older people will come in and obviously And just die on the spot because well, that's no. that's where their souls deserve to be. Well, I mean like sometimes they fall asleep and when they don't snore I'm like, Hey, are you alright? <laughs> Hold a mirror up to their nose. Yeah, I'm like, Hey, are we gonna make it? But a lot of them come in and like you'll help them with, with that with what they need and then they want to hold like a 20 minute conversation with you yeah. and you're just like yo bro like i you've, you've not been outside the house this week have you Ada? yeah and like you kind of feel bad but in that moment you're kind of like i have I need you to stop talking to me i need you to stop talking to me and also i have like eight other things that i need to do like i am sorry that this is the interaction of the day but like I the next time the next time. time that happens to you, you need to just look at one of these elderly people and just be like, I'm not that deep into winter yet. <laughs> I'm not that I deep still, into I still have so many springs ahead of me. <laughs> and you're and you're getting in the way of all of them. Yeah, but I, every time they have a conversation with me, I'm like, yeah. I'm further, <laughs> yeah. further into winter, the springs are running out, dude. You literally just remind them of their mortality whilst also, you know, the, the just, sun's getting real low, bud. <laughs> just showing them that you have many more to go. Yeah, I mean, oh god. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he he kills five kids. Um, in by conclusion. conclusion. Well, in conclusion, he killed five. In kids. conclusion, he killed five little babies. Moida. Uh, but well, I mean, it's not like he dashed their head against rocks. He just let them, you know, get brought up in homes with no love, and eventually. <laughs> You know, that's he's all persuaded. He did. He's persuaded to not move forward with further experiments, which really persuaded. upsets him. 
because he wanted to discover the origin of language. I'm sorry. But, but what's <laughs> real fun is that his experiments uh, were recreated by different rulers uh, further Stop. on down the line. Um, in experiments that most historians refer to as language deprivation experiments, which makes sense because people are being deprived of language. And almost, and by almost, I mean all of the, almost all of the experiments uh, concluded the same thing, which is that humans don't work good when no touch. <laughs> When you started explaining this and, like, you came to the ultimate conclusion that these babies died, I was like, this story sounds, like, very familiar. I think I've heard about these experiments before, um, Mm -hmm. not specifically with Frederick. Right. But I was like, why does this sound so Yeah, so people have done done this a lot, um, and there have even been some, like, you know, minor cases of... Like, just people being fucked up, and they're like, I'm just going to throw this kid in a garage yeah. and hope that they, you know. Hope for the best. Hope for Is the it best. bad that you you keep being like, yeah, so they all died because humans need actual intimacy, whether that's platonic or anything else. And Zach's just like, no. And, well, no, my whole brain just went, I don't know what's wrong with it. Ain't got no gas in it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> No, but, like, I mean, so pretty much all of these experiments end at the same conclusion, which is that humans are social animals, and we need interaction to survive, and unfortunately, five three-year-olds had to die. Well, it sounds like a lot more than five three-year-olds, because other rulers are doing this. Well, okay, so I didn't do, like, a mega deep dive into the other rulers who did this. No, it's fair. But... I would imagine that at a certain point they had a little bit more morality and were like, hey, so maybe, like, cuddle them, but just don't speak to them. Yeah, but, like, only touch, no talk? Only touch, no talk. Only give them the smallest amount of affection needed for their survival. But so I I didn't really go through to see, like... To what level these other rulers emulated this. Um, but essentially, uh, it it had been a train of thought for other people simply because of the, like, the biblical... Adam and Eve obviously had language. There was no way that they couldn't We discussed exist this. Without... It's the language of right. porking and snakes. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's one of those things where, like, people have always just been like, what language would evolve on its own? Would it be Germanic? Would it be, you know, Latin? Would it be um, just, you know, the language of the angels? Would they make echolocation N- sounds? Yeah. <laughs> would it be Would it be celestial? <laughs> Is it finally celestial? Just humans speaking dolphin. But as it turns out, uh, they die too quick. Yeah. And you don't get answers, so. Damn the fragility of human beings. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. These fragile, These fragile meat prisons. Uh, With noodle necks. <laughs> noodle necked adults. Noodle necked adults. Noodle necked adults. Fuck. So anyways, that's my whole story. And as I mentioned, uh, Frederick was uh, kind of obsessed with fucked up um, experiments. So there's a chance that I will probably be telling more, uh, telling you more of his experiments later. Okay, I won't be ready for them. He seems kind of like a fucking weirdo, but this is what the fuck history like a weirdo. Yeah, he seems a few hamburgers shy of a Happy Meal, but you know what? Hey, it was, what, 12-12? Yeah, it, it was, was like 12 uh, past, 25. past 12-25, yeah. you know. It was just about in the area of 12-25-ish. Only 800 years ago. I think I'll I'll say there's some changes that have happened. Do you, do you guys want to know about um, something that's also terrible, but also kind of Yes, but I need to hear the name of this fucking story before we get into it. Please, I'm so fucking ready. Oh, okay. The name of this story... He's so fucking thirsty. He's so ready. 
Um, so the name of my story tonight is You Can, In Fact, Speak Ill of the Dead. Oh. <laughs> See. I always do. I, I was about to say, I, I normally I'm just you know ready to laugh my ass off uh, at the, your names, but now I'm just so happy you have given me permission. Like, that's all yeah, I needed. Well, that's all I needed to just fucking let loose. That's, that's like <laughs> just, the one I saw, uh, I think of this post every day because of the children that I work with sometimes. <laughs> but it's because like, of the children. Because of the children. That's like, well, frowned upon, it's not illegal to call a child an asshole. <laughs> it isn't. No, it's not. I know. You know, it's also not it illegal isn't. to. And I'm just, I'm just finding out that it's not illegal to speak ill of the dead. No, it's not illegal. Speak ill. You can, in fact, do do it. Like they can't stop. It's also it. not um, illegal to get a bike lock and tether it to the doors of a business and then just walk away. Dang. Dude. <laughs> oh, dang. Okay. Anyways, Megan, tell me more about speaking ill of the dead. Okay, so we can, in fact, speak ill of the dead, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Uh, so the history of the Catholic Church is terrible and wild, but uh, to say... The present say... day of the Catholic Church is <laughs> wild. And wild. Oh, yeah, the whole thing is terrible and wild. Um, <laughs> but more specifically, I would like to talk about a particular event concerning the papacy. Um, the papas, papas, if you will. Papas, papas. Yeah, the papas. Um, the papas. Yeah, the big poppies. Uh, which I will now only be referring to them as. Uh, so, now, for those of you who know anything about the Catholic poppies... Um, <laughs> I poppy... <laughs> Fuck, no, I'm cutting I that, I'm cutting that, I'm done. I yeah. I don't know, I'm not going to give you... I think. No, do you think that's a strike? No, I, think no, it's a I was strike, goaded yeah. into that one. I think that I can get away with that one. I did... I did kind so of... here's the thing. I kind of goaded him. You did goad me, A, and B, I did not say it in a sexual way. So I don't think I deserve that's a strike. That's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, he you can oh, bring he it said up poppy. with the Court of Strike Appeals later. All right. <laughs> okay. It's I'll a take one, too, strike. because I followed you down that path. Mm-hmm. A strike for a strike. <sighs> all right, all right, all right. Let's get, let, let, okay, I'll accept it. Okay. If, so. So, if you know anything about the, the Catholic poppies, I'm sure you're sitting here wondering how I will possibly choose one singular event to speak of. There are so many. <laughs> so, so many. So, so many. And they continue, some say. Yeah, some, to this day, the legends say. <laughs> the legends say. <laughs> They're Anyways, still happening. I'm so sorry that I keep interrupting you. I mean, that's fine. That's what I thought. I thought, how am I going to find a particular event about the papacy? And then I landed on the corpse trial. Uh, um, I mean, oh. the cadaver synod. Oh, my God. I think I know exactly what this is. Yeah, dude. I bet you do. But don't say anything because I'm going to I'll get into it. I won't. But if I know, I might be on track to get a gold fucking star. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. He might let we'll take note we'll make note zach so uh let me take you back to the middle of the 9th and 10th centuries in italy it was a time of incredible upheaval because i'm assuming at this point italy has never known peace um <laughs> they, they are they are a people of war uh and pasta they, <laughs> and they doing just... that one thing with their hands yeah and doing that one thing is it bad that i'm just thinking with... of like instead of war and peace it's war and pasta War and Pasta, the the prequel to War and Peace. I knew a guy um, named War and Pasta. War and Pasta. Did you? No. <laughs> you, <did>. no. <laughs> you, need, you really need to go on now. Stop <laughs> it. Okay. Between the, year, the years of 872 and 965, uh, there are about two dozen popes appointed. Um, to put this into contact, context this is one pope every four years whereas our current pope francis has already been pope for like almost a decade so like we're milling through that'd popes. be a lot of popes i gotta be honest with you i like pope francis a lot he's yeah. fine he's a pope he, i mean okay but like he's also one of the only popes who has said that like gay people are chill yeah 
And he's, I mean, which I'm, yeah. I'm fine with. He was also like, when he was elected Pope, was like, uh, yeah, get rid of the giant throne and all the crazy, ridiculous shit. I just need a chair yeah, to sit in. Yeah, if you don't mind, I don't want to sit in an ostentatious gold throne, please. Well, didn't he also say all dogs go to heaven, too? Yes. He's like, I think pets pets go to heaven. Yes. Yeah, and someone was like, they're not pets, or they're not, they don't have souls. And someone was like, are you really picking a fight with them? <laughs> yeah. I, are you... Are you really picking a fight with um, the heir to St. Peter's? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it, like I said, it was one pope every four years. So they were pretty much swapping them out like Pope Kimun. You know, I thought that was a funny joke. Anyway, the reason for the quick successions was the result of political machinations of local Roman factions. Uh, control, um, like control the church. You have the keys to the kingdom of heaven and earth, essentially. So our story focuses first on this dude called Formosus, who became the bishop of Porto Santa Rufina in 864 and was then sent to Bulgaria as a legate in 866. He was so successful in Bulgaria that the ruler, Boris I, no one's naming their kid Boris anymore. It's a good name. I don't know. Have you met Boris Johnson, the prime minister <laughs> of fucking... He's roughly 800 years old. <laughs> also, what about no, Boris I'm... and Natasha? We kill moose and squirrel. I'm 100% sure that Boris Johnson is just like slimy wet bread <laughs> stuffed, stuffed yeah, into dude. like a meat suit, right? <laughs> Yeah, and they put like a they put a tie on it. <laughs> they stuck a tie into the the squishiness. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, Boris the first requested the Pope make Formosus Archbishop of the country, but because the Church has rules or something, um, the Pope refused because it would give Formosus too much power. He's like he can't be Bishop of Porto Santa Rufina and Bulgaria. That's that's too big of a territory. Uh, so then we fast forward to 875, and the new Pope accuses Formosus and his associates of corrupting the minds of the Bulgarians to the point that so long as he was alive, they wouldn't accept any other bishop. They're like, we love him. And they all had like the number one foam fingers. <laughs> yes, uh, foam fingers. Yeah, they had the foam fingers with Formosus's name on them. And also the the Pope uh, accused Formosus um, of attempting to usurp the papacy and that Formosus had abandoned his original bishop seat in, in Porto. Can we just talk about how fun the word papacy is? <laughs> oh, it's a it's a good word. It's one of those words, too, that I always think, I'm going to mispronounce this. And then I say it, and I'm like, wow, papacy is a really easy word. Papacy is a real easy word, and I said it right the first time. I know. You're like, wow, papacy. I could say this wow. all day Papacy, long. it's not that yeah. hard. It's not that. Papacy, it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Nike logo, except it's like the triple crown. Papacy, just, just do it. Do it. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to make a really bad joke, but we're not going to get into it. No, you um, definitely you should, though. No, yes. because hey, I was going to do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it, do it. Because I was going to say the logo would be a little boy, and then it said, Papacy, just do it. <laughs> yes, no, you're yes. absolutely right. Yeah, that's a bad joke. Um, no, it would probably be something more like a little boy, and it would be like, Papacy, just cover it up and shuffle the priests around. <laughs> shuffle the priests. It's a, We're getting longer in the logos. <laughs> <laughs> the logos are getting a bit long in the tooth. So after this pope accuses Formosus of doing all these things, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to excommunicate you. Uh, and so, however, when that pope died in 882, Formosus was restored to the church and was elected pope in 891. So, like, he really went to the bottom and rose to the top there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's impressive. He was like, I was excommunicated. Now I'm here. I'm pope. But, um, again, I, I don't need... Oh, wait, no. He was a bishop first, right? Yeah, he was a bishop first. It's and like... And then he went on to... But that's the equivalent of being, like... You know, some dude in middle management who gets fired, and then a week later, his boss ends up dying. So, a new guy comes in and is like, who here's in charge? And he's still there because he's just, like, cleaning out his desk. And he's like, 
me? And he's like, all right, cool, you're no, running he, this now. He picks, he picks that moment to, like, stretch, and the guy's like, it's, it's him. him. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's him. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, so essentially that's what happened. It was the, it was the holy Roman papacy version of that. Uh, he then crowned a dude named Lambert of Spoleto as ruler of the Holy Roman Empire. I'm going to name but... my kid Spoleto. <laughs> you should not name your kid Spoleto. Hey, Spoleto, what's the going? Yeah, the guy's only dressed in wet spaghetti. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's Boris Johnson. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> you said Spoleto. It's Boris Spoleto. If you name your child Spoleto, I expect him to look like nothing but a 50s greaser for his whole life. <laughs> If you hey. name your child Spoleto... He comes out of the womb with a pompadour. Uh, yes. No, no. Yeah, absolutely. And a fucking, uh... A fucking switchblade... Switchblade in one hand, uh, a cigarette in the other. Where, yeah. bitch? Yeah. He only eats the ice cream flavor Spumoni, too. <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study... People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. <sighs> Formosus names... Lambert of Spoleto, ruler of the Holy Roman Empire. But then Lambert starts getting a bit aggressive with his armies. And um, Formosus is like, I'm not comfortable with this. So he invites another army to invade Rome. <laughs> and he crowns their leader emperor. I fucked up. Can you come hey. fix this for me? <laughs> Can yeah, you I'm not really uh, I'm not really feeling this. The door is open if you want to just fucking leave your shit on the table. Yeah, do you want to I don't know. Have you ever considered being emperor? Have you ever have considered you, invading? Have you You have an army and a pulse which you <laughs> like to come in. Uh so Formosus wasn't pope for long. He dies in 896. Seems about right with everything else that's been going on. Yeah, and so does that dude that he crowned for the second time, um, Emperor. So they both die. But the story does not end there. Lambert was pretty mad that he had been shunted by the papacy, and he forced the new pope, Stephen VI, to convene the Cadaver Synod, a.k.a. the Corpse Trial, to both reassert his claim to the throne and to also Comedy Central-style Rose Formosus posthumous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the word you were looking for is posthumously. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> the word that you said was posthumously? Yeah, I realize it, but unlike papacy, most other words aren't easy for me to say. Either way, the way you just said it with conviction and confidence, we're just going to fucking roll with it. Thank you, Zach. Thank you so much. <laughs> I have two degrees and no skills in pronunciation. Remember, everyone, the way you get through life is through bullshit. 
Say it with enough true. confidence Amen, and you brother. can do anything. Amen. There are people out there who are probably like, no, she said it right. She's right. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially the synod went like this. In 897, Stephen orders for Moses's body to be hauled from the tomb to be brought before the papal court for judgment. Oh, fuck. He was then propped up on a throne and a deacon was assigned to answer questions for the dead man. For Moses was accused of a lot of things like violating canon law, perjury, and of serving as a bishop while he was excommunicado. Obviously, the corpse was found guilty like it would have been a... a fucking embarrassment if after this whole pantomime they were suddenly like no he makes a convincing argument i think he's innocent wait wait hold up i just picture i just picture that one scene from the emperor's new groove where it's like would i be able to do this and he's just doing like a one-handed handstand and he's like i don't understand how that and the guy goes, wait wait no, wait no, no. He's, he's got a point he's got wait, a point he's got a point yeah like the cadaver is completely silent, and someone in the back's like, shh, 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 I believe him. I, think I side with... I got it, yeah. <laughs> I, I side with the cadaver. Yeah, I, I, side with, I side with the corpse. Formosus was then stripped of his papal vestments. Three fingers were cut off of his left hand that had been used to give blessings in life, and all of his acts and ordinations, including that of Stephen as a bishop, were invalidated. Oh. <laughs> So not only did they be like, let's go drag his bones from the tomb, but they were like, let's drag his bones from the tomb and then shame him. Yeah, so, like, we're going to shame him. And also, I guess our current pope was never a bishop in the first place. Does that make him disqualified as pope? See, I'm not sure how (laughs) how that works. Um because I think you have, I I don't think the way that it works is like I don't think a priest can suddenly be like shunted up and be a cardinal, right? And like, don't they pick from the college of cardinals yeah. who can be, um, who can be pope? So like, if he hadn't become a bishop, he couldn't have been a cardinal and then a pope. But please do not quote me on. Yeah, that. I mean, um, the last time there was a pope elected, I was much younger than I am now and knew nothing. Yeah, I was. T- I was much younger. I was a much younger lad. I was a sweet summer child. (laughs) I was a sweet summer child. Uh, So then the body was um, thrown into a graveyard for foreigners, essentially, only to be dug up again (laughs) because they weren't done with him. They tied weights to the body. They tied weights to the body, and then they cast it into the Tiber River. So you're telling me that they played musical chairs with this corpse, and he was the only chair. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> they they were just like, dig him up one more time. Let's dishonor this man's memory another time. <laughs> one more time. It's not enough to do it once. DJ Khaled travels back in time. Another one. Another one. <laughs> another and then one. somebody peed in the Tiber River just, just right on the spot where his body was sinking. <sighs> yeah, dude. They were just like, get rid of this guy. This was the worst pope. Then the aftermath of the trial was was not great for Stephen himself. Stephen I wonder why! Uh, well, yeah, you know, public opinion of you really drops when you dig up, you know, Pope's corpse twice. When you um, dig up your predecessor. Yeah, dude. Also, Formosus' body had washed up on the shores of the river. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so whoever tied weights to it did a really shitty Matt, job. Matt, there is no Jesus Christ in this story. <laughs> no, clearly not. Oh, yeah, and when his body washed up, people claimed that it started performing miracles, so Stephen was yes! like, fucking... <laughs> Stephen was like, this can't get any worse. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. The corpse is now performing miracles. So, essentially, the public in Rome was so angry at this point that they had a public uprising against Stephen, imprisoned him, um, and then he was strangled in prison. So... Uh, rip, rip to a legend, but like, why did you dig up this corpse technically three times? And then in 897, a new pope came to power and annulled the corpse trial, and the gross, bloated body of Formosus was put back into St. Peter's, and they also said no more corpse trials. The end. And that was the last time a dead man went on trial. <laughs> 
Fuck. They said, or no more it? corpse trials. Yeah. We are not doing corpse trials anymore. Thank you very much. This um, was our first and only corpse trial. We tried yeah, it. One night we hated only. it. Let's move on. Yeah, we don't do those anymore. Oh. We do other bad things in the Catholic Church. I'm going to quickly yeah. scoot away from the Catholic Church because um, yeah. I'm getting uncomfortable. <laughs> please, please quickly scoot away from the Catholic Church and tell us about your story. I realize that mine went a little bit no, it's long, okay. but I thought it was make a good sure, one. Make sure that as you're scooting away from the Catholic Church, you are facing them the whole time. Yes. Though, until you are safely out of the room. Um, we are at the buffet line that is history, and the Catholic Church has come up really, really close to me and leaned over aggressively to grab something that's in front of me and whispered something uh, very in, weird in my ear in as it ear. cries to get a scoop of potato salad, and I am ready to just move on down the line. <laughs> I'll be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. That whole everything. <laughs> yeah. That whole what just happened. Yeah. Didn't need to. <laughs> didn't need no, to. No, it, it didn't. It didn't. But that was a great visualization, was it not? It really was because I remember my time as a youth of, you know, of nice. God. <laughs> and going to fucking buffet tables at church and having all that. Having someone shit. get too close as they tried to grab a scoop of potato salad. No, that didn't happen to me, but like, I wasn't really an attractive child. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, Fuck. Okay. And we're really moving on now. <laughs> I wasn't really an attractive child. So, we all know and we all love uh, The Hobbit, right? I am a fan. Um, yeah, I'm going to say it's alright. Uh, I've never read I, I, it. Okay. Yep. We're fighting. I, I didn't enjoy my time with The Hobbit, and I'll explain why. I read it as a youth. Yes. A and youth? I, didn't, I didn't like how much detail he went into as far as like lineage yeah where it was like this is Gimli son of Gloin son of Gobar son of (laughs) you lost the plot what I mean like I just Gimli son of Gloin yes fair yes no like I just I couldn't it wasn't and I didn't care so for I was just like stop telling me how many grandfathers he has yes he has so many for as much as George H.R.R. Martin likes to describe incestuous sex scenes J.R.R. Tolkien liked to describe family lineage J.R.R. Tolkien anyway yes so I I'm ready tell me tell me about the Hobbit that I've I'm trying So I'm ready. God, the movies are garbage. The book is great. In my opinion, I remember growing up, my dad read the book to me before I could really read. And therefore I kind of had an affinity for it. Um, However, the origins of this classic tale have a very interesting origin themselves. Uh, Tolkien himself said in a later to a a later, uh, excuse me, a letter to W.H. Auden in a 1955 that the whole concept of the story of the Hobbit came to him when he was just scribbling the line in a hole in the ground there lived a Hobbit on some random fucking piece of paper he was grading in Oxford because yeah he was a professor no. at Oxford he actually helped it's write so pretentious he helped write the Oxford dictionary this dude fucking knew his okay. language this guy fucked guy fucked with language for real this guy fucked but only in English <laughs> Yeah, but only in English. So, the humble origin And later in Elvish. And later in Elvish, yeah. So, the humble wow. origins of the story, as well as Bilbo Baggins of Bag End himself, only began, only grew out of like him just scribbling something down on a piece of paper. Um, but basically, Tolkien liked to tell stories to his children, and he would tell them these bedtime stories, and some of the reasons why they are as ca- like very long in the lineage as they are Matt, to your criticism, is uh-huh. he would have to start writing things down because his children would actually remember the details of the stories better than Tolkien himself and would call him on his bullshit. Yay. So Tolkien would, like, have these really long extended storylines with, like, all these people in them, and then his kids would be like, but wait, aren't they actually related to that person? So Tolkien <laughs> started writing things down, and that's why we have Gimli, son of Gloin, son of, son of, son of, son of, son of, son of. 
<laughs> I just think that's really funny that his kids are just mega uber nerds. Yeah, like, well, what I also love about that is kind of the tie-in, right? So Zach just said that his dad used to read The Hobbit to him when he was little, and I guess in the same way, Tolkien's kids used to have The Hobbit read to yeah. them. But they yeah. also were the ones that forced him to write it because they were like, you said it different last night, Dad. Just they were uber nerds. Just uber nerds doing uber uber dads doing uber nerd things. Uber nerds doing uber nerds. Exactly. Stuff. A little further on, uh, Tolkien was also really good friends with C.S. Lewis. Uh, it started because Tolkien converted Lewis, a steadfast atheist, to Christianity. But we already talked about the Catholic Church once tonight, and I don't really fucking want to do it again. We did. I'm sorry, we spent so long in the depths. Anyway, Lewis and Tolkien were members of a literary group at Oxford called the Inklings. And I say group because it basically was a bunch of now famous authors and fucking nerds for the English language who got nerds. (laughs) And they got together and they would just discuss things that they were writing, they would show off pieces, and they would just banter. It was, you know, a bunch of people at a bar reading stuff that they were writing, which is really cool. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I actually had a cool thing that I used to do with some people. A bunch of poets would go down to Shay's Pub and Wine Bar and get really fucked up and read bad poetry. It was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> but wow! now, Tolkien was obsessed with mythology and getting every single little detail right. That kind of was everyone's issue with Tolkien's writing in the Inklings as well, Matt. So you share some common ground with some very famous authors. Woohoo! Yeah, they basically were like, you know, all of your writing is intricate and rambling, and it's just too much. I mean, again, this is... I'll be honest with you, though. I'm right now reading a series of books called The Wheel of Time. (laughs) And the author author of that series, a gentleman by the name of Robert uh, Jordan, God rest his soul, that man could take a full two pages to describe a room. Yeah, that's... You know, I can't do that. And I get frustrated looking at it because it's like, I don't care how many chairs, I don't care how many chairs are in this room. I don't care that the second chair is a little bit shabbier than the first. For fuck's sake, tell me what the characters are doing. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a similar boat right now with House of Leaves. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like, hey, want to hear about a house? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> don't take 500 pages. And this is why I think Nathaniel Hawthorne should sit on a bar stool up and with the up and up. I butchered that, but basically Nathaniel Hawthorne can go fuck himself. (laughs) I mean, that. (laughs) I request, I request that you keep that fucking in because normally what we'd do to editing Zach is that we'd make him re-say the line and just do it right. No, I but I am... I need you to keep this... I in. am proud that I got so mad of Nathaniel Hawthorne's existence in general that I got so flustered I couldn't speak. That's about right for my aggression towards that man. Anyway. <laughs> so, C.S. Lewis really likes the tales that uh tolkien brings about the little people known as hobbits and suggests that tolkien write a full book including them instead of just these little stories that he would you know read to his kids and so tolkien did and we get the first draft of the hobbit now this is where my story comes to a bit of a crossroads because Mm -hmm. the publication of the hobbit has a very weird backstory with a lot of mythology to go along with it One of the versions of this story is a false claim, but has a great, great story to it, and is much exaggerated. And the other one is the truth, which is still as heartwarming, but not quite as insane. Do you have a preference on which you would like to hear first? Insane. I gotta go with my friend Megan on this one. Okay, insane it is. Let's get insane in the membrane. Hell yeah. <laughs> so the story goes that Tolkien brought the Hobbit to the Inklings time and time again, being a very critical worker and, like all writers, uh, terribly low in his self-esteem when it came to their own works. This didn't. Amen, brother. Right. This didn't sit well with our good friend Mr. Lewis, and finally he had enough. On a stormy day, Lewis invites Tolkien to a weekend in London. Boys' night. 
Let's hit the town. Go see Boys a play. Night. Boys night. night. So yeah, yeah. Tolkien goes to London to go see this play with Lewis and have a boys' night. However, Lewis never shows up to London. Why? What the fuck? He stood him up on boys' oh, night? Oh, yes, he did. Because stood the first rule on... of boys' night is you don't stand up your boys on boys' Well, you do That's stand true. up that your boys on boys' night if you're an absolute mad lad currently in heist mode breaking into your friend's house. Okay, well, when you put it that way, yes, you do stand up your boys on boys' night. Yeah, if you're doing a, if you're doing a heist. Because bum, 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 I'm going to steal the manuscript for The Hobbit. And that's exactly what Lewis did. So Lewis goes in, Mission Impossible's his way to the study, steals the manuscript, and sends it off to the publisher. Tolkien comes back from a fun weekend, but lonesome weekend, in the city of London, worried about his friend, only to find that The Hobbit has been published. Now, is he publishing it under... He didn't publish under his name. No, he published it under Tolkien's name. Yeah, for his best friend. Yeah, otherwise fucking C.S. Lewis would be the writer of The (laughs) Hobbit. And not a boy and his horse. Tolkien. Man, what a bro. I, I only say a boy and his horse because I think that's the most garbage of all the Narnia books. You know, I didn't mind a boy and his horse. Okay, I've never read the Narnia horse. books, so I don't know. I, the last one, they get too preachy, in my opinion. I mean, we already know that Aslan is God, but they get real preachy but towards the end. But that was the third one. No, I know, I know. The boy and Okay, I was like, wait, the end? I was like, the number three, Zach? There's seven books! No, no, I know. The last ones get really preachy, but the third one, oh, I didn't yeah, really yeah. get a boy and his horse, other than the fact that the horse's name is Bree Winnie Winnie Hoo Hoo Ha, and I think that's fucking hilarious. That's Jesus really funny. <laughs> Isn't the boy's name Sasha or Yeah, something? it's Sasha, and Bree Winnie Winnie Hoo 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 Ha. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for saying it again. You're welcome. <laughs> But that story that I just said is absolutely false. Lewis did not break into Tolkien's house in order to steal the manuscript and send it off to the publisher. However, it is the better version of the story. It is better. The true version of accounts of this story is as follows. Yeah, go ahead. Give it to me. (laughs) You sound so, so disappointed, but yes, I will. Well, I mean, kind of. After heist time. You know. So the story goes that Tolkien brought the Hobbit to the Inklings time and time again. Being a very critical worker and like all writers with terribly low self-esteem when it came to their own works. This didn't sit well with our good friend Mr. Lewis and he finally had enough. Lewis and the rest of the Inklings finally convinced Tolkien to get over his bad self and publish the damn get thing. So Tolkien publishes the, the book. Yeah, he just does the damn thing. Tolkien publishes the book, and it doesn't sell well, which diminishes his self-esteem even more. Oh, poor Babu. Did a new, did a new Fast and Furious come out the same weekend, so no one was really trying to <laughs> that one? Yes, ye old Fast and Furious. Yeah. 15, what is it? 15, right? yeah. Ye old Fast and Furious 15. Well, what would it be called? Speedy and Wrathful? Speedy and Wrathful. Yes. Oh, yes, I Speedy want this so bad. I want this so bad. Just a bunch of Model T's racing down the streets of London. Fuck, we need to write this anyway. I mean, I'd fucking watch it, dude. (sighs) Anyway, so it diminishes his self-esteem and he's pretty, pretty bummed out. However, wait, what's that? Sitting on the horizon as the sun rises in the east, like the great wizard Gandalf himself, bringing the riders of Rohan to the rescue for poor Tolkien's self-esteem from the sieges of Helm's Deep? Why, it's C.S. motherfucking Lewis! Ah, here he comes! (laughs) Fed up with the fact that no one is buying The Hobbit, and this is the book- buys The Hobbit. No. But this is a the oh. book that eventually will become a bestseller and go on to make six movies, grossing five billion nine hundred twenty nine million four hundred nine thousand and four four hundred twenty five dollars, including so the Return of the King, which stands at number twenty four in box office standing histories. Lewis puts the ring. Bud, come on! You're saying a lot of you're saying a lot of numbers. Unfuck your mouth! All right, I will unfuck my mouth. anyway lewis puts on the ringo south on the gramophone which he somehow got from the future and angry types out a review which he submits to the london sunday (laughs) time 
I'm worked up. He's just so flustered, friends. So worked up. Anyway, Lewis writes an angry letter to the London Sunday Times being like, this is bullshit. This book's fucking great. Get fucked. To be fair, the London Sunday Times is is a a real, it's a real tongue twister. It is. It is. But yes, he writes an angry letter. Well, I won't even say angry, but he he types out a review for The Hobbit and sends it to the London Sunday Times. And this propels the book into fame. Because everybody trusts the word of C.S. Lewis, apparently. It becomes the... (laughs) For some reason. For some reason. But eventually, it becomes the second best-selling book in history of all time, selling... 140.6 140.6 million copies worldwide. Thank you. Good Woo. night. Fuck yes, C.S. Lewis. Hey, you know what else is crazy about uh, The Hobbit, now that I'm thinking about what? it? Those aren't their real names. What do you mean? What do you mean? What? So, like, Bilbo and Sam and Pippin and Marin, or Mary, yeah. rather. Those aren't their names. You're going to have to be more The characters are actually named something completely different. And you have to remember that Tolkien wrote from the perspective of a person who was, like, passing history on to... Yeah. So, uh, let me see if I can find (laughs) their real names. He wrote the book as a uh, oral history, basically. That had been passed out again and again and again and again, yeah. So their names were Mora, Ban, Razar, and Kali. (laughs) (laughs) Only fucking Tolkien. And and basically... How did they get so... Even if it was an oral basically Basically, he was saying that he had, like... He had translated them. Into, like, English names. Yeah. I hate that. I hate it. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's bad. bad. Tolkien was, was something, great. again, like, genius in his own way, but also dumb in his own way. <laughs> big nerd. He was just, just a, a big nerd, nerd honestly. Big boy. But yes, this brings me, though, to the end of my tale, which I will wrap up by saying, my friends, you bow to no one. Except C.S. motherfucking Lewis! And now I'm Except crying. Except C.S. Lewis. Now Why? I'm crying because I can't ever think of that scene. It's so good. Without getting chills and crying. It's so good. It, it is. Good. It is a very I, good scene. I have seen that scene. <laughs> <laughs> have you not seen any of the movies either? Like, we're talking Dude. about... Megan? Um, so I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna lie. Who has the time? I, I've watched these movies piecemeal. Um, and people told me so many times throughout my life, you should read Lord of the Rings. And because people told me that so many times, I was like, I don't care. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things where everyone's like, oh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. And you're like, like, honestly, dude, like I just have, I have other things to do. You know, what's crazy though, is that's also probably one of those things where like you'd get around to it. But the second that someone mentions it to you, you're like, well, now I'm not going to do it because you suggested yeah. it. I mean, kind of. And that's how I felt growing up. Like It's kind of soon... like putting off chores. I... And someone's yeah. like, you're like, you get off your ass to go clean your room. And someone's like, you really ought to clean your you're room. Like, well, now like, I don't I'm want not. to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel no compulsion to do that. I get that. Like, I was getting to it, but you've told me to do it now. Like, any time really new people found out, like... I like to read fantasy books. Like, I remember, uh, like, being at a party that, like, me and my parents were at, and someone was like, oh, you like to read? You should definitely read Lord of the Rings. And I was sitting there, like, clearly reading another book, and I was like, I didn't ask. (laughs) I didn't want your fucking opinion, lady. (laughs) Like, thanks for trying, but, like, I've got got a book list, but thank you. Yeah. I don't know, like, I I don't read the Silmarillion. It's a pain in the ass. If yeah, I've heard that. You have, <laughs> I, I have read it. It's it's a fucking nightmare. I mean, it's just the Bible. Yeah. It's the fucking Lord, of the, Lord of the Rings Bible. Bible. And, like, what I will say is, even if you don't end up reading the books, if you have a chance to watch the movies, I'm not even saying, like, spend 24 hours of your time watching all the extended cuts and all that other shit. 
I think that they are enjoyable. However, I'm not going to think less of you as a person if you never get around to it. That's how I feel like with... Well, thank- that's how I feel with, like, Star Wars, too. Like, someone's like, I've never seen Star Wars. And I'm like, alright, that's cool. Like, it's good. It's good. I highly recommend it. But I'm not going to badger you about it. Hey, I'll be honest. I am the guy that would badger you. I will not do it about Lord of the Rings because that's a journey that you must take in your own. You time. must travel to the. However, you must travel to Mount Doom on your own. Yes, on your own. Yeah. Um, but like, I am the type of person who did buy all four DVDs for or Blu-rays rather for Indiana Jones because my ex hadn't seen it. That's yeah. I did buy all the Star Wars. Uh, I did, however, force her to watch Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull by herself. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you can do. This seems like a you thing. No, I legitimately refuse to acknowledge that that exists. Yeah, that makes sense. However, I will say. I don't force people to watch Star Wars. I just make sure that they watch Star Wars in the right order if they do watch it. Yeah. Prequels first. No. No, 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 Zach. Prequels first. Because then the whole series redeems itself later. No. I will tell you the correct order to watch Star Wars. Are you ready? From back to front. Number four, A New Hope, which was the original number one released. Uh That one is first. Yeah. You learn about the whole universe. You learn a little bit about the Jedi, but there's still an air of mystery to it. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Phantom Menace, then Attack of the Clones. Uh Uh-huh. You get to see how the whole Jedi Order works. You get a little bit more of the backstory of the world, and you get the whole Clone Wars. You're introduced to Anakin. You kind of like Anakin. He's a little bit of a pain in the ass, but you kind of like him. You get Obi-Wan Kenobi. You see where his backstory is. Awesome. Revenge of the Sith. The fifth one. Uh-huh. Then you get to find out that, oh shit, the dude you really liked from the other one, Anakin, is actually the bad guy, Darth Vader, who you were really scared of. Oh fuck. Then you watch the third one. Oh dang. Where you see the fall of Anakin, so you're like, okay, this makes sense now, oh my gosh. And then you watch the sixth one, Return of the Jedi, because then you're like, oh, there's the redemption arc. And then you forget the new ones because they're fucking garbage. <laughs> And it was at that point in time that all three friends realized that they were still recording a podcast. And they decided and they decided to end the episode with the customary final question. Say it along with me at home, folks. What the fuck, history? like what you hear from the triumvirate productions and what the fuck history we encourage you to tell a friend we don't pay for any ads so the best way to get us out there is to talk to other people about us you can find us on facebook at the triumvirate productions on twitter at triumvirate underscore pod and on instagram at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.